Hey there, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of The Shalene Show, recorded from the front seat of my vehicle, with you in the passenger seat. Put your seatbelt on, we're going for a ride. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I have to be honest, I'm slightly reluctant to record this episode, only because... Well, primarily because it's not our fault, but the healthcare system doesn't pay for any of the things that I'm about to share with you. But let's just believe and hold out hope that if we're noisy enough, if we're demanding enough, if we're informed, we can make some changes to the healthcare system. And we need to. And even before that, we need to make changes in the way we view health. So I'm going to share with you today what I'm doing to heal my hamstring avulsion in an attempt to avoid typically a a, a surgical procedure. So usually this injury is something people surgically repair. But everything that I'm going to share with you is related to just healing in general. So this is not necessarily an episode that would only serve you if you had, say, a hamstring injury. The bottom line is if 80% of the population has leaky gut, that means those are impaired tissues. And I think we can all pretty much assume that 80% of us have leaky gut. That means 80% of us have other ailments that are associated with leaky gut, including weight loss resistance. Like the fallout of leaky gut is like just about any disease you can think of. So, and why am I bringing up leaky gut when I'm going to talk to you about how I'm trying to heal my hamstring? Because what I'm doing and what I'm going to share with you, all of these practices are things that promote cellular health, healing from the inside out. So this will help you. All of these things are healthy for you and will promote longevity, will promote healing. But I don't want this to, if I can just give you like a legal disclaimer, this isn't medical advice. I'm not telling you to avoid surgery. I'm not telling you not to go to your doctor. Definitely go to your doctor. But this does pretty friggin' interesting. And doctors, I love them. They're pretty busy. And let's face it, they don't have as much time or as interest to research some of these obscure things as maybe we do. So I'm just going to share with you my own opinion, some of the science that I've used to put this protocol together. And just so that you know, I am following a protocol that was designed by myself and my orthopedic surgeon, who also happens to be a longevity specialist. Kind of an interesting combo. It's kind of rare that you see that. Typically, you see someone who you know, an orthopedic surgeon who operates and that's all they do is operate. But this guy's freaking so smart. He's, I dare say, 80 years old. My point is he's at that stage in his life where he's like, yeah, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because I still find the body fascinating. That would be Dr. Mark Legome. So let's just talk about healing first. First, let me explain my injury just because, I don't know, maybe that's interesting to you, maybe it's not. But my injury is called a hamstring avulsion. It occurred while I was roller skating. I don't know if you heard that episode where I described it, but I was roller skating out on the streets. I was going pretty fast. I roller skate a lot. I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm not like going to join any roller derby teams, but like, you know, it comes back when you put the skates back on. So I'm I'm going down the street. I skate indoor and outdoor. And um, I'm kind of like doing like zigzagging my legs, you know, crisscrossing one in front of the other. And when you do that, the leg that goes out in front, you go up on your front heel, meaning the back wheels. 
but you don't have much weight on that front skate. Well, I don't know whether it was my back skate or my front skate. One of my skates hit a stone or a rock and it kind of like stopped me but my front leg kept going and it outstretched in a split position to that point where you can feel like okay this is the maximum flexibility I have in this moment like you could feel it like stop and then all of a sudden it went and like gave out and I didn't hear a pop but I felt it I literally felt like (laughs) this is gonna be gross I felt like all my muscles just popped off the bone and that was almost true. Not all my muscles popped off the bone. Your hamstring is comprised of three muscle groups that make up the hamstring. They are the uh, semimembranosus, the semitendinosus, and the bicep femoris. Now, your bicep femoris, if you've ever seen somebody do a deadlift and thought to yourself, wow, they have nice hamstrings, like that big, thick muscle that runs down the back of your thigh, that's your bicep femoris. That's the biggest part of your hamstring. The semitendinosus and the semimembranosus, those are smaller ones. They kind of wrap from the inside, almost groin area, to the outside of your knee. So, but the origin is at the, I always say the second word wrong, ischiotubiosis, tuberosis. Your pelvic bone, how about that? And that's where they originate, okay? All three. Well, two of mine, because of that blunt force trauma, like boom, flying down into the <laughs> splits on roller skates, pink roller skates, it popped two of those muscles right off the bone, tore them away. 17 millimeters. Sounds big, but it's really not. Think millimeters, tiny. So less than, I think that's less than two centimeters. Is that right? A little less than half an inch, the doctor said. So they're off the bone. Okay, I mean, I could talk about how painful that was some other day, but let's just talk about what you would normally do. So the orthopedic surgeon said this is a distance that, you know, standard protocol would be to surgically reattach them. They go in, they put usually just sutures and suture it to the bone. I think they call it the pulley technique, and they just kind of pull it up and suture it onto the bone, and then you do rehab for six to eight weeks, right? Kind of, you gotta like, let it heal and then you go back to rehab so that was one option I'm like oh man seriously and then you know you gotta wait weeks to have your surgery because that has to get approved and then you gotta get into the right surgeon and you gotta get your second opinion okay fine so that means a long time then the second option which Dr. Legome presented to me knowing that I've interviewed him and spent a lot of time learning from him he's like a mentor to me when it comes to understanding how the body works and how the body heals and all of that beautiful science behind really the catalyst behind the 131 anyway so he knew he knows that I know that I get it right and I'm I'm not interested in doing what standard I want to do what's healthiest so he suggests to me he's like listen you're right on the border and here's the part that might be a bit controversial knowing you can afford to do this my suggestion to you would be to let it heal naturally but we'll biohack the healing process meaning instead of focusing on just recovering from a surgery and scheduling a surgery let's focus on getting your you know cellular health on blast like let's supercharge your cellular health and the reason why I think he was you know let's just be honest the reason why this is going to work is because I can afford to do some of these treatments because ain't one of them covered by insurance 
And every day, because uh, I've been kind of like documenting what I'm doing, my healing, every day I get messages from people who are annoyed and angry with me because they're like, yeah, the real nice, this is great for you that you get to do this because you can afford to. And I'm going to continue showing them because it is BS that these things aren't covered. It is BS that I have this option because you know what? This option is actually, in the long run, going to be far less expensive than a surgery. Way less expensive. Far fewer risks. So if we're vocal enough about it, if people are educated, then maybe the system will change. But if no one's talking about it, and if no one's like doing the math, then it's never going to change. Listen, insurance companies just want to be profitable. I want my company to be profitable. I don't blame them for wanting to be profitable. Unfortunately, it's often at the expense of the patient and the reduction in wages to our physicians. But if we could just look at the numbers and go like, wow, you know what? We can save money if we teach people how to be healthy. We can be more profitable as an insurance company if we paid for more health-related care versus only paying for sick care because that's the case right now the only thing that's covered right now is sick care just ridiculous okay um, i'm sorry that's i guess i was gonna say i'm on a tangent and off topic but it's not off topic this is 100 percent on topic and i wanted to say all that before i mentioned the things that i'm going to do because these things are expensive but again i want you to know they're expensive if you're not doing them but they're not expensive relative to the cost of surgery and post rehabilitation so everything we do everything he puts together for me is all based on cellular regeneration and stem cell regeneration and that's you know the body's ability to heal is what makes it possible for us to regenerate tissues is what makes it possible for that hamstring to reattach itself hopefully without surgery right so let me share with you what we have on the docket first I'll briefly cover everything that I'm doing and then I'll go back in and explain in depth what each one is intended to do and maybe a little bit of the research too now I'm recording from my car so I don't know how much of the research I'm gonna remember off the top of my head but I've got files I will link to some of the studies in the show notes that you'll be able to find on my blog. So we write show notes for the podcast and then typically I'll do a follow-up a couple days later with a blog post and that's where you'll find links to the research, etc. All right, so shaleenjohnson.com. Put a note on there if you're interested in like, hmm, what, what kind of science do you have to support this? Now, okay, so let me start. Uh, first things first, that is hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatment, also known as HBOT, H-B-O-T, HBOT, hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatment. This, again, I'll link to some research there. Uh, quite a few other podcasters have talked about this, including Dave Asprey, a few others. The book that you would want to read on it is called The Oxygen Revolution. can't remember the name of the author. So hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatments are easy. You're just laying down in a atmosphere-controlled environment, which it kind of looks like, a, I hate to say this, but it kind of looks like a coffin almost, but it's glass. So if you're claustrophobic, even people with claustrophobia usually do 
you know well with it they just do a short session their first time and then they can extend it each time after that because you are enclosed but because of the glass most people with claustrophobia just do okay with it what they're doing is controlling atmospheric pressure so you're in a pressurized cabin if you will it feels like about the same amount of pressure as you would feel like as your airplane is beginning to descent so you definitely as they're um, acclimating or pressurizing the container while you're in it you're typically wearing a, a mask that has 100% pure oxygen in it okay so it's not just that you're breathing pure oxygen it's that you're in this pressurized environment that it forces the oxygenation not just into your red blood cells but into basically all tissues of your body and as you know oxygen is what our red blood cells deliver to all of our tissues to help keep them alive and healthy so when you can oxygenate all of your tissues and even to promote the healing properties of white blood cells and you know again this is off the top of my head so I'm gonna share with you the science you can look if you're like hmm, I don't know I don't understand exactly you'll be able to read some of those links on my blog post but basically this is an FDA approved treatment for certain conditions those conditions include if I'm not mistaken again off the top of my head Alzheimer's ADHD carbon monoxide poisoning a few other types of poisonings and a few other types of brain related disorders okay now why would those things be covered and not others simply because they have enough testing that's been performed to be able to substantiate its effectiveness to be approved by the FDA and by approved I mean that many insurance companies will pay for that treatment for those FDA approved what do you call them conditions I guess however it's you know very well known that treating the body in such a way that it's your hyper stimulating healing what wouldn't that be helpful for and I don't mean like you know improving healing properties in the way that food does that's great but it's also slower it's also less powerful than oxygenating the blood oxygenating all the tissues of the body and in the pressure really does matter so if you're looking into this just know that there is a, a pretty substantial difference between what's called a soft chamber and a hard chamber and there's a significant difference in price as well so the soft chambers aren't able to generate the same amount of atmospheric pressure so in the soft chamber the advantage is you can go in with your phone in a hard chamber you're just going in with a book or listening to an audio program but you can't take any electronic devices in nothing electronic can go inside and you just lay there and you breathe and people always say what does it feel like it feels like nothing <laughs> it would be like taking a nap on a plane and someone saying so how do you feel you're like I feel rested I mean you don't feel anything it's really what I credit probably the biggest difference in my brain healing and if you've seen those images my spec scan you can actually see the holes in my brain and then you can see them kind of healed up and, and I really do attribute that to you know a many number factors but I'm telling you that hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatment of all the things I'm going to share with you today that's the one if you have to prioritize your financial investment into healing I would do that 
and it also has an accumulative effect. So unlike other treatments where you have to keep going and going and going or you start to lose the effects, this is healing. So it's not like you're going to regress unless you're doing something to regress. So it's cumulative. You could do, let's say you're trying to heal an injury or a brain trauma or you're trying to repair your brain after chemotherapy or some other type of toxic exposure. You could do 10 sessions and then take a couple of weeks off. You're not going to regress. And then do five sessions. It's a cool thing. Anyways, so I'm doing that five days a week. Five days a week. It's not excessive, but it's expensive. Let's put it that way. So that's five days a week. Those sessions are one hour. In addition to that, I am taking human growth hormone. Just a very minor amount. We produce human growth hormone naturally. So one way to increase human growth hormone is through fasting. And I considered, I talked to this, talked to the doc about this. Fasting increases human growth hormone production and that promotes cellular healing. That's why when we're young, we heal quicker. And that's why when we're not producing enough human growth, the body heals much more slowly. So we talked about human growth and me potentially doing some fasting right when I was injured to increase human growth production. But the issue with fasting is that's another stressor on the body. And my body was already under a lot of stress emotionally, right? Because, you know, I I have this thing that happens and that's emotional and also physically because it's trying to heal. So we decided it was not wise the first two weeks for me to fast. It would just be an additional stress or instead we would supplement with um, a very low dose of human growth hormone, bioidentical, okay? In addition to that, we decided to do a very low dose, about half of, no, not even half, a tenth of what a man might take if he were diagnosed with low T, low testosterone. So I'm doing a very low dose of testosterone, again, bioidentical. And why? Why would I do testosterone? Again, muscle tissue repair, really key right now. Is that for everyone? Probably not. So in order to counterbalance the human growth and the testosterone and not experience any of the negative side effects or for it to hyperstimulate or affect my hormone production of, you know, the healthy things like estrogen, which again, if you produce too much or too much esterone, that can throw your body out of whack and be very inflammatory. So it's just working with a specialist who understands how to monitor you and figure out how to, because everyone's different. So I'm not even going to tell you dosages, but I will just tell you that mine are really, really low, minuscule. And by the way, again, testosterone and human growth hormone both are produced when fasting. So my plan is to once I am out of kind of this heightened cortisol state because of the injury, I will embark on a fast and then produce those hormones naturally uh, by fasting. But I'm going to wait until my body says, okay, we're no longer under stress. So additional supplements to block some of the side effects from those hormones. I'm taking DIM, D-I-M, and another one, shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll look it up. And then, of course, I'm doing methylated B because I have a genetic 
what do we call it, a genetic mutation, which most people have, the MTHFR gene mutation. I think most people do have it. Some people, it's the degree to which you have it. So I've got uh, a pretty significant, um, again, not terribly uncommon, just a lot of people don't know it, which means you don't methylate properly, which means if you're going to do a B supplement, you want to do a methylated version. So I'm doing that. Plus, let's see, all my normal supplements. I'm just, you know, when you take supplements for your health, I'm sure this is true for everybody. There's just times where you're like, oh, yeah, I ran out. Oh, shoot, I forgot to refill that. And you let it slide. But right now, when I know healing is so critical, I'm really making sure I'm doing all of my supplements and that my nutrition is on point. Additional therapies include infrared sauna treatments four days a week. Okay, so that is putting my body into and we have um, centers out here in California we're so lucky dude we are so lucky I am so sorry that you don't have these things yet in your area but if you just call around and ask for them then places realize there's a demand for them and they might even get them so as a matter of fact I just left getting a spray tan mm-hmm Yep, she's injured, but she still needs to have, like, you know, I can't be looking all pasty white. Anyways, I just left my spray tanning location, and they just put an infrared sauna, one unit, into their location. I said, oh, this is cool. It's kind of different. And they're like, yeah, people were just asking about it. So there you go. Just ask for it. Anyways, I'm doing infrared sauna, and again, I'll link to the studies regarding the incredible health benefits. I remember hearing about that in cryotherapy and going, yeah, I don't know. That seems kind of silly. But, you know, when you look at the research, I think you'll be quite impressed with what we've found regarding infrared sauna treatments. So it's red light. I'm sitting in a room with a towel on. Out here we have these, they're kind of like, they look like a tanning sauna almost. You walk in, you, you give them your name, and you walk in your own little private room, and you have your own little private sauna, and you can watch TV, and you just sit there and you sweat it out. The room that I use goes up to 158 degrees, which sounds horrific. But see, it's meant to put your body under a little bit of stress. And it also really accelerates the heart rate. Now, the reason why I'm doing the infrared is twofold. Number one, the healing properties of the infrared light. Number two, the cardiovascular benefits of doing the heated sauna. So your heart rate gets accelerated and right now I can't do cardio in the way that I would like to and also helps to flush out toxins. Now because of the injury, I have a lot of pooled blood in my left thigh, like a lot of it. And blood outside of where it's supposed to be <laughs> is very aggravating and inflammatory. So like my left thigh, even though the injury now is almost two weeks old, yeah, it'll be two weeks tomorrow, my left thigh is still like two inches bigger than my right thigh. It's just terribly uncomfortable. I wouldn't call it painful. Like the pain, I don't feel pain unless I move the wrong way, but it just aches and it kind of throbs and that's from what I understand from the the blood that's just kind of working its way down from the injury like it was at the attachment right underneath my sits bone is where the muscle tore off but the bruising was there initially but it just keeps like dropping lower and lower and lower so now the bruising is like behind my knee which is so weird and like moving down towards the calf it's just kind of like working its way out very strange but anyways so the infrared helps with that additional therapies is I have a incredibly qualified acupuncturist who doesn't just do acupuncture he does dry needling cupping and physical therapy in 
just you know in the effort to be transparent I haven't done a lot of research on dry needling and cupping you know obviously I've read the stories I've talked to people who've done it but when I say research I mean I really like to look at clinical studies where they've got you know a double blind and there's some randomized testing you know I just like to see that stuff but that doesn't necessarily mean even if I can't find any research on it it doesn't mean I'm not going to try it like I also use my common sense Right, And I believe so much in Eastern healing practices. I believe so much in tapping into our body's ability to heal. And frankly, when you're talking about your body's ability to heal, you're not going to find many studies because who's going to fund that? Right? Most of the studies are funded by drug companies. Who's going to fund a study where no one can profit from it? <laughs> what we're funding is to prove the hypothesis that the body has these natural abilities to heal. Anyway, so I'm doing cupping, dry needling, and acupuncture, as well as physical therapy. And I do all of that in one hour and a half long session, three times a week. All right, in addition to that, I'm doing two times a week, vibration massage therapy. So I have a, a sports massage therapist who is incredibly talented, knows uh, so much about the body. She works with usually with physicians and, you know, chiropractic care. So really super knowledgeable. I mean, the woman needs an MD after her name. She's just knows so much about the body. Anyways, Laura and I twice a week, I usually see her once a week. So I've just increased it by one and we're focusing on vibration stimulation. So she uses a couple of different devices that just stimulate blood flow. And what does that do? Well, while we're oxygenating the bloodstream, while we're producing this heightened or increased amount of cellular regeneration, this increased amount of human growth production, this increased amount of, you know, antioxidants in the blood, we want all of that flowing and we want to stimulate those tissues and we want to stimulate all the tissues around the damaged tissues so that we're kind of telling the body where to heal and how to heal and waking up muscles and and it just oh it actually feels really good I gotta tell you really enjoy that and um, so that's twice a week let me think if there's anything else I'm doing oh yeah next I'm doing glutathione in an IV drip so what is glutathione? Glutathione is something your body, most of our bodies, well, all of our bodies produce naturally, but some of us have an impairment where we're not producing enough. And glutathione, very simply stated, it's a molecule. It's produced naturally and it's produced in your body. But basically what it is, it's like the building blocks of your cellular strength. It's protein or amino acids and specific it's specifically they're cysteine glycine and glutamine right and they are what provides all the power to your mitochondria normally glutathione is recycled in the body unless of course you have too much or there's some type of toxification going on which a lot of people don't realize they have and it's a result of just eating fake food and being exposed to all the environmental toxins and I mean do we need to get into all of that but you you know all the toxins that we're exposed to and and glutathione metabolism is also affected by our genetics right so this is a really essential piece to youth to longevity to cellular health and what it does glutathione in the right doses is it creates more power and energy to our cells 
glutathione recycles antioxidants, okay? So all of us have free radicals. Think of them as like, I don't know, little, little poisons almost. It almost sounds like it, like free radicals, right? So think, think of free radicals as floating around in your body, in your bloodstream. Now, the reason why glutathione is so essential for healing is because research shows it helps us to peak mental and physical function. Research has shown that raised glutathione levels will actually decrease muscle damage, reduce recovery time, increase strength, increase endurance, and shift your metabolism from fat production to muscle development. It's also found that it reduces oxidative stress. And remember, oxidative stress is something, of course, you have if you've been over-exercising, um, again, environmental toxins, what type of diet you've eaten, etc. And just stress, stress in general creates oxidative stress in the body. So is it necessary? No. Do I feel like it's just an, why not just stack it? Why not just stack it? And the reason why I can do that, again, it, it just is what it is because financially I can afford to. By the way, with glutathione, there's lots and lots of little, they're like IV stations that have popped up all over the place where they're promising you IV-based supplements like glutathione, vitamin B, you know, these, uh, what do they call them? headache or hangover detoxifying IVs. I'm parked now. I'm at my home, but I'll finish this up. So be wary of those. Ask for the dosages. Do your research because a lot of those have just popped up on every corner out here in California, almost as many of them as you see nail salons, and they're not regulated, and they're oftentimes not a doctor that's facilitating them. They're not doing any testing prior to giving you any of these supplements, and they can do that because they're giving you trace amounts. It's very unlikely that they're going to actually tell you the milligrams or what exact dosages they're giving you in those bags because they're giving you trace amounts and that's how they can afford to do it and they can say oh it's got vitamin b and it's got glutathione it's got that and you're like hey and then it's like placebo effect no go to an integrative medical professional don't mess around with these people that are opening up on every single corner and aren't doing any testing on you to figure out if in fact this is even safe or needed before they administer this type of iv supplementation so be very wary. So I'm doing that under medical supervision. I'm doing that with my functional medical doctor and I'm doing this to boost healing. And it's just one additional piece. In addition to that, I'm trying to get additional sleep and I'm trying to read. And I have actually even been looking to see if I could have someone come to the house and do in-house meditation with me. Why? I know how to meditate for the accountability, right? The downside of all of this is it takes a freaking ton of time. The glutathione push I'm doing one to two times a week. So if you've added it all up, there's a minimum of about two and a half to three hours, on average three hours of therapies per day. Again, that might sound excessive, maybe it is, but I'm trying to speed up the process. And as of yesterday's appointment with my orthopedic surgeon and an evaluation of my hamstring, not without an MRI, so it's just a physical exam, he said, you are 100% one month ahead of where someone would be if they weren't doing these things. One month ahead. That's crazy. 
and I'm only two weeks in. I can already walk without crutches. I can already go down the stairs without limping. I can almost walk without limping. I obviously can bear weight on that leg. I can balance on that leg. I can't squat. I can't take my legs straight and lift my heel up with my legs straight. I can do like a lot that I would never have expected I could do by this point. And on top of that, I feel great because I'm doing all of these additional things that are just going to make you healthier. So, you know, if I was a freak about biohacking, which let's face it, there are a few podcasters out there who are, they do this kind of stuff every day. And to me, that feels a little excessive. Like I want to, I got to be able to live too. I can't imagine doing this indefinitely. My goal is to do this for six weeks, to maintain the schedule for six weeks. And I've looked at the numbers. At six weeks, it's probably going to be in about the neighborhood of roughly ten to $11,000. Now that's kind of crazy. But when you think about what I would have to spend for a surgery... And then on top of that, another six to eight weeks of rehabilitation, which might not be three hours per day, but it's going to at least be an hour and a half, right? I'm still coming out ahead and I'm not having to go under the knife. That was me knocking on wood. Knock on wood, I don't have to go under the knife. I am very much aware of the fact that I might heal to a certain point and then plateau and realize that the surgery is necessary. And if that's the case, then at least I'm healthier for that right? Because everything I'm doing is to promote cellular healing. And that's, that's like approaching, it's taking a, uh, a longevity approach to my wellness instead of a, what do I look like in an Instagram post? Because you can't see health in an Instagram post. You just can't. So I'm trying to approach it from the standpoint of inside out. I hope you found this interesting. Again, I just want to reiterate that, um, I will include links and more information on where you can look to see your own research in my blog post on shaleenjohnson.com. And I also want to say that if I had to pick one thing, like one expense, I would say hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatment. I That's my personal pick. Um, others might say it's uh, something else, but I, I just, I really think it's that powerful. I've seen so many people experience rapid healing from Bell's palsy to torn shoulders. People are now using it to recover from uh, plastic surgery, Alzheimer's, ADHD, children with autism. In fact, I've seen parents will go in the booth. So by the way, the hyperbaric oxygen, that can be a bed where you lay down or they have one that's kind of like a reclined chamber. I posted a video of me going into that. In fact, I'll put it up on the blog too. And that one, I will see parents sitting in the chamber and then they'll have their child on their lap because it could probably be kind of scary. And then the child just watches through the glass. They wear headphones and they just watch like a cartoon or a movie or something. And the children I've seen doing it seem quite fine. They don't seem distressed at all. So there's a lot of research. Look into it. Look into alternative forms of healing. Not every form of healing needs to be under anesthesia with a scalpel. Not all healing has to come in the form of medicine. Like we don't have to get a prescription for healing. There's so many things our bodies can do naturally and just do your research. That's not to say that medical interventions aren't 100% required. And even in my own situation, I might need that, but let's see what the body can do first. I hope this is helpful to you. Reach out to me and let me know 
how it was, if so. Leave me a voice note. You can do that by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast and uh, hit me up. I love hearing from you. You can talk about this episode or previous episode, your Smart Life Push Journal, maybe how the water bottles have changed your habits, maybe the 131. Just talk to me, people. I love you. You are thebomb.com. And I look forward to spending some time with you again soon. I love you. And I mean it. This edition of The Shalene Show was brought to you by 131 Movement. Stop dieting. Save your brain. Save your gut. Live longer. Feel better. Stop going on a diet or following somebody else's rules and figure out what it means to have your own diet. Figure out a method that actually serves you, that helps you to be a better version of yourself. Let go of all of this craziness and confusion that surrounds diet and understand the science, the science of one, the study of one. Join the 131 movement today. We're taking back the word diet and getting what we are rightfully entitled to, which is our health. You deserve not just to look amazing, but to feel amazing. I'd love for you to learn more about my personal journey and why this is a true passion for me. I invite you to learn more by going to 131movement.com.